Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. Donna Dort. This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk. This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dort. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku, and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Solo pod today. Just going to be answering questions from our wonderful listeners. Hope you guys are doing well. The Thunder Summer League wrapped up yesterday as they sat pretty much everybody, which is to be expected. In Summer League, things tend to fade as time goes, although... They played their guys a lot more than I thought they would. I did not think we would see... I didn't think we'd see Josh in, in Vegas at all. He played. True baller. And he played several games. And then Chet played more than I thought he would. So, you know, good for them. Uh, but they did pull the plug on Chet for the last two games, which I think is appropriate. I think it's the right thing to do. So, all right. I've got maybe half an hour before I've got something else to do. So, let's try to get through as many of these questions as we can. Let's go to at NZ Big Mike to stop all this J-Dub and J-Will carry-on. Do you think Bob for J-Will and Cecil for J-Dub will catch on? I don't. I don't think that'll catch on. It's a funny idea. It's a Simpsons reference. Um, I like the thought, but I don't think that will catch on. Uh, OKC, obstinacy. If Westbrook doesn't play this season or gets traded and bought out, is there any world where you think Sam would ever consider bringing him back would it only be in a veteran presence and a bench situation? Would Russ ever accept a role like that? I think you know the answer to this, OKC obstinacy. You know the answer. I think Russ is gonna Russ is not gonna accept a bench role. It's gonna be like Mello was that one Paul George year times like a billion. I mean, honestly. Um I don't think there's any chance that you would want to bring Russ to this team. Why would you? Why would you want to bring Russ to this team? Like, can you anybody give me? Like, that's that's a challenge for everybody. If you're here in the chat, if you are on Twitter, challenge to you. Give me a good reason why it would make sense to bring Russ to this team. Because we're talking about a guy that needs a lot of possessions still. He doesn't play defense. Um, he is his own agent, who he had had since. He was drafted in 2008, fired him, and his agent basically threw him under the bus saying that he 
has no self-awareness. So why would you want to bring that guy to this Thunder team? To me, it makes no sense. It makes no sense at all, especially when you have such a good young core and you got a roster crunch issue where there's going to be guys that that you like, that I like, that won't play very much this year, or at least to start with. I think they'll. I think they will play everybody. They're going to cycle through guys. They're going to have to to kind of see what they've got. But you know, if they're trying to win games every night, there'd be guys that you like that won't play. And then you want to bring Russ on the team? There's just no way. I don't see it happening. Maybe, maybe it would be kind of what, like what Iverson did, where he plays just like a few games for us, and then you retire his jersey. You know, Paul Pierce did it where he didn't really play for the Celtics, but he was like signing the roster for a day, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that, but not like really signed to the team. Like, no way. Um, Danimal, OKC, why didn't Giddy change his number to six? He said last year that's what he wanted, but Deck had it. Shrugging emoji. I guess that he just likes having the number three. That's his NBA number. Uh, At Trey Brown Town. Would you consider cutting Jay Will instead of Veet or Teo if it came down to it? Wasn't impressed with his summer league and don't think he brings much positional value compared to the other two. Well, they just signed him to the deal. They just drafted him at 34. I would say no. I don't think that the Thunder would consider doing that, and I don't think I would either. I don't see Teo being somebody that like you're going to regret letting him go like he's like a third string point guard at this point at best and there's a lot of point guards point guard is not difficult to find um and we haven't like don't use summer league don't use summer league as your evaluation tool don't do it you can go look at his film in arkansas if you'd like that's probably more of a better that's a better evaluation tool let's see what he looks like you know, 20 games in the season. You may end up being right that those guys may be better players than than Jay Will. I'm not saying that you're like out of this world, Trey Browntown, but I do think that at this point, like you need we need to see what he looks like at the NBA level first before we just let him go. Uh at B Blackburn 35. How would a Vasily Mitrich trade work? Could OKC sign him first and then Aggregate his salary with someone like Greener Favors to consolidate some roster spots. Um, I think how it will work is a most likely sign and trade, or <coughs> excuse me, we could trade the rights to him for a draft pick to a team. Those are two ways that it would work. Um, you could trade his draft rights with a player and get something. Um, that's how I think it'll go. So, I think, I don't know if it's going to happen. I would just, I would even forget that it even can happen if you're a Thunder fan, because I just don't know that it's worth, you know, worrying about either way. But, I would say that, like, Denver makes a lot of sense for him. I think Milwaukee makes a lot of sense for him. Those are two teams that I think I could get in the mix here. But, things to consider with Mitrich is, like, he's not the greatest defender and he considers himself like a point guard. So, um, Hoopsock69 here in the chat says, what about the Schroeder rumors? I've not heard any Schroeder rumors. If you guys could enlighten me on what the Schroeder, the Schroeder, Schroeder rumors are, 
That would be helpful. I don't know what they are. Um, Narrow Expanded wants to know, Giddy played in 54 games in 2022. If I set the games played in 2023 for Chet at 54 and a half, would you take the over or the under? That's a great question. I think I would take the under on that one. Um, I do think that last season, that this season could look a lot like last season. So we don't know. He could miss some time. You know, it's likely that, uh, more likely than not, that guys will miss time. So I will take the under. Uh, at Pepsi United, let's say the deal with the Knicks on. <coughs> Excuse me, I got some in my throat. Um, let's say the deal with the Knicks on draft night didn't happen. Uh, who would you think Presty would have taken with the sole 12th pick, Jang or Williams? So if they don't trade for the Knicks pick, they don't have a chance to get Jang. But let's just say they're both available for the sake of the argument. I think they would take Jang. That's what I think. I think Jang, it's easy to look at what Jay Will did, or not Jay Will, Jay Dub. Oh my gosh, help me. Help us, God. Lord, help us with this, please. Um, it's easy to look at what Jay Dub did and say, like, wow, what a great player. And he did. He looked great. I think he's probably going to be the better player. Like, it's more likely that he's the better player um, because he just has a higher baseline. And it's just easier to bet on those guys. And I think that J-Dub's got some room to grow, too. So, But Jang, he's like legit 6'11", crazy young, can handle the ball, can defend. I think he'll be able to shoot it. You can't teach those things. And if that guy works out, wow, like you've struck gold. If J-Dub works out, that's still like a 6'6", kind of versatile player. You can find those kind of guys. You know, those guys are a little bit easier to find. And they're always kind of on the trade market. Like, how many times has Jake Crowder traded? Not that, like, those are comparable players, but, you know, guys that can, like, fill a spot. You know, if that ends up being what J-Dub is. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it would be Jang. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just trying to read the tea leaves on what we're trying to get. Um so that's that's what I that's what I think. Who knows though? Who knows? Uh, Hoopsock69 said that somebody reported that he was in early talks with the Thunder to come back. Didn't make sense to me. I mean, they don't have a roster spot. Number one, number two. Why? And this is like back to like the Russell Westbrook. Why would you want to bring that guy? Why would you want to bring that guy back to the Thunder? I know he had we had good times. We had some good Schroeder moments. But why would you want to bring that guy back now? When it's like, do we have enough? We don't have enough minutes for even. We don't have enough minutes for Maladone, and we just drafted him not that long ago. Why would you bring Dennis Schroeder here? Why? Why would Dennis even want to come here? That's that's a sniff. That, that doesn't pass the smell test for me. Um, let's see what else we got. It's that a boy, a Parker wants to know. Rank the rookies, second year guys, and Poku in the order of the. M- most minutes to least minutes. Whew. I should have prepared for this one. Um, let's see. Okay. Second year guys and Poku. <clears throat> Giddy. At the top. Easy. Chet. Number two. Easy. Um, then maybe Jeremiah. I think Jeremiah's going to play a ton. 
I think that guy's good. He played really well in that last summer league game. Doesn't matter that he did. He could have played horribly. I think he's still going to play a ton. Um, and then I think J-Dub will play a lot for this team. That's four. If you're counting at home or counting in your car or while you're mowing the yard, whatever you're doing. Um, let's see. And then... Gosh, I just don't. Where's when is Poku gonna play? I think he'll play. I just worry a little bit about the minutes there. Um, so then it's just like, kind of like who cares? Like maybe it's Jang, maybe it's Poku. Um, Jay will. I think we'll get a chance to play, even though like our chat is just like blowing up with hatred towards Jay. Will cut him. Come on, guys, chill out. Chill out with those takes, guys. Give yourselves, give your, give yourself even a little bit of time to watch them a little bit more. Don't be done so early. Oh, Trey Mann, thank you. Trey Mann is probably. You guys are helping me out in the chat. You guys are the best. Trey Mann is probably. I I think that he and J Dub will play about the same amount of minutes. Trey's minutes will be. Largely off the bench as a score. J-Dub, I think, will come off the bench, too, and play. He could be the facilitator of the second unit. He could be, obviously, we saw him play the four. Um, I think those will be your main guys. And then I think that you will see, and then I think you will see guys like Poku get random minutes. I think Usman, depending on how he plays, will get random minutes. Uh, Blinks. Asked about Lindy Waters. Here's the deal with Lindy. I thought he played well. I thought he looked all right. I thought he played played his role. He played decent defense. He's shooting the ball. Man, I, he's a good player. But, man, where's where are the minutes? Even Vic Krejci, who... And, may, and maybe he'll be on this list, but like he, he will be sporadic. I don't think he gets consistent minutes. Even Wiggins. Like Wiggins looked good. Wiggins looks really good, but I re- I did this exercise the other day on Twitter. We're just like, okay, like, give me your Thunder nine man rotation. Give it to me, and it is tough. And I'm not I'm out not out here saying like, oh man, Mark Dagnall's going to run a nine man rotation all year. Uh, he's not. He's probably going to run twelve guys a night. You know, I think Aaron Wiggins deserves a real chance, like a real real chance. To make it, and maybe I would include him in like the J Dub, Trey Man, you know, bucket. You know, if we're doing tiers, like Seth Partnow's tiers, I'd put the I'd put him in that tier. He, to me, his shot looks really good. His defense has always been good, and that guy is putting in the work. And I would say the same for Lindy. Lindy's definitely in a different tier, in a different bucket, but. Lindy Waters is a guy that even if he doesn't make it with the Thunder, he can make it with somebody. I think he could. I think he, I think he definitely could. Um, and plus, I just like the guy. Uh, let's see. Me love Thundamo. It seems to me that most of the roster additions since the rebuild seem to be high floor rather than high ceiling. JRE, Wiggins, J-Dub, J-Will, Mann, etc. Do you agree? Do you think any of these players have an unexpected ceiling? Well, you've left out some guys here. You love Thundamo. You've left out Poku, the highest ceiling player in the history of the NBA. You left out Usman Jang. 
high ceiling. I think Trey Mann is high ceiling, actually. Like, Trey Mann is not a low ceiling player. I get it with Jerry Wiggins. I don't know that I agree about J-Dub. I do agree with J-Will that he's a lower ceiling player. Um, or a lower floor, or higher floor player. High floor, low, yeah, whatever. Higher floor player, yes. I don't agree about man. But look at where they drafted those guys, you know? Um, they drafted JRE and J-Will in the second round. They drafted Wiggins in the second round. Like, those are the guys that we're talking about. Then you have, like, Chet, crazy high ceiling. Usman, high ceiling. Poku, high ceiling. One of the things about team development is that you can't develop only high ceiling players all the time. You can't do it. Your team to, your team can't work that way. So you have to have these guys that can do the little things. Like play defense, pass, rebound. You have to have those guys. That's why you draft Jerry. That's why you draft Jay Will. That's why you bring in Wiggins. Wiggins drafted what in the late second round. When you draft somebody in the late second round, you know what? Just you don't know. Most all almost all those guys just don't work out. That's just the way it is. So I don't think they're only drafting high floor guys. They're drafting a lot of high ceiling guys. The higher ceiling guys are at the beginning of the first round. Giddy. Higher ceiling. So I wouldn't, I, I think I disagree. They have drafted some guys. And I think, I think some people would say, okay, well, look at the Rockets. The Rockets only draft high ceiling guys. Also, I talked to an NBA person at Summer League about the Rockets. And like, people are like, man, like the Rockets have a really fun team. Like a lot of, a lot of guys <coughs> on their roster that could do a lot of things, but. And like, there's no like cohesion. There's no, there's nobody that's going to get the ball to the right people. You know, um, the Thunder are building it differently. I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of thought put into the way that they draft. So, um, will they all work out? No, heck no. That's just not the way it works. It won't happen. Um, at Harry nine four two nine one eight three eight. It's easier to get an autograph from the opposing team than it is from the OKC team at a home game. Those two cops are too strict. They like no autographs. I'm going to take your Sharpie and see if I can get it again. Um, just go early, bro. Just go early. It's okay. Maybe this year will be different. But yeah, go early. You can do it. Um, at Sam or at Ham Sollins, which is Sam Hollins, uh, do you enjoy doing the video content for The Athletic? Is it something that you like to do more of? Yeah, it was great fun. If you uh, haven't seen it yet, I put out a video that my guy, uh, Jerome Chang, and I made while we were in Vegas, where I showed people a picture on my phone of Mark Degnault and just asked a very simple question, who is this? And literally nobody knew who it was. And it was uh, hilarious. It was so, so funny. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. Right after that, we're going to get us more Twitter questions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human 
in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back from that quick break. Let's go to a question from not in public ed. What are your opinions of the new take foul rule? Is it likely to speed the game up at all? Are the unintended consequences? What are the unintended consequences you foresee? What have been other interesting route to consider? So I was actually talking to somebody about this at the arena. I don't, I think it'll lead to more free throws. I don't think it's really going to hurt, really going to help the situation all that much, to be honest. It's one free throw and then the ball, which may deter some people. But uh, a take that I really liked from somebody is that a take foul just counts as two fouls. You know what? No one's ever going to do it if that's the case. Never. I don't know that this will work. I don't love it. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this. Maybe it'll work. I hope it works. I hate the take foul. I hate slowing the game down. I don't know that this will work, though. I'm, uh, I'm a little worried. Um, at Michael C. Gilliam, did I see Mike Muscala on the bench with the coaches at Summer League, or did my eyes deceive me? I swear I saw him, at least in the first Vegas game. Yeah, he was sitting behind the bench. Um, he's definitely in Vegas. I saw him a couple times. Uh, 
but yeah, he was sitting there behind the bench just as a a spectator. He was not like coaching or anything. He's still very much under contract as a player for the Thunder. Um, at C9 Shaq, any new any news concerning the Paycom Center and the Thunder potentially bouncing out of OKC like Seattle? So we talked about this a little bit on Friday. I do not foresee the Thunder bouncing out of town. I know the mayor has kind of hinted that that could happen. And let's, I mean, look, is it impo- Is it possible that it happens like way down the road if we don't get the new arena and we don't really take care of them? Um, yeah, it's possible. Is it likely? No, it's not likely. Is it more likely that the Thunder stick around and they try to figure something out? Yes. Um, right now, it's like trying to, you know, the mayor's just trying to get this on everybody's radar. They're like, hey, listen up. Probably going to try to publicly fund this next arena, <laughs> you know, and we need you guys to be ready. So that's all. I wouldn't. I wouldn't stress about it. I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think it's, I don't think anything's going to happen, but they they I do think they're going to get a new arena in the next probably decade. This isn't going to happen soon, you know. This is not something that's going to happen overnight, but it is something that needs to be done. If you want to keep an NBA team, you have to have a, a good arena. You have to have state of the art stuff. You have to make the NBA feel like it's a worthwhile investment for them to be here. So yeah, this is this is it. That's the deal. I wouldn't worry about it. I think there will be a new arena built. <clears throat> I wouldn't stress. I wouldn't stress about it. So I do think that the the mayor is. Um, I don't know. I don't love the way that he's positioning it, but I do love that he's being proactive. I'll say that. Um, at Mazid, uh, who will end up with the best three point stats? This season for the Thunder? That's a good question. I think there's a lot of candidates here. There's a lot of bad candidates here. Um, it could be it could be Kenrich. Kenrich is a guy that I think would thrive with this group. Um, it could be Shea. Shea was awesome two seasons prior. Wasn't as good this year. Although shot it pretty well in the second half. Uh, it could be Wiggins. Wiggins' shot looks pretty good. could be uh, Jalen Williams, J-Dub. could be Chet, for all we know. could be Lugans Dort. I know people just think of him as inefficient, but he's very efficient from the corners. Maybe he changes his role, perhaps. But I will say, I think it's... Um, I'll go with J-Dub as my final answer for who it will be. Um, Tulsa beer money will Jerry shoot 40% from three this year probably not um, at PR Gao, uh, would they really build the arena across the street at the new movie studio formerly known as the Cox Convention Center if the vote passes of course yeah probably I mean if, if they have to bulldoze that thing maybe they would who knows I don't know I don't like that spot I'm all about rejuvenating the the south side of the city. That's what I would want. At GoBlower underscore DFS, could you talk a little bit about picks we own next year and scenarios that we should be rooting for? 
Yeah, they they don't they, they re, if you just think about it this way, um, they're really only going to have their own pick next year. Um, that's that's what is the most likely outcome is that they only have their own pick, um, and that's a good thing for a lot of reasons that they're only going to pick once because you look at this roster, it's like sheesh. Um, so. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like they traded their second round pick next year. So that will go away. Um, So, yeah, I I think that you can just expect their first round pick. And that, to me, makes a ton of sense for where they are at in this rebuild. Um, And what we're rooting for? We're rooting for number one. Go blower underscore DFS um, at B Week wants to know uh, which non Thunder rebuilding team has the best rebuild going right now. I think it is. Holy smokes! We have breaking news on the pod. Oh my goodness! This is from at Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. The Oklahoma City Thunder forward Kendrick Williams has agreed to a four-year, $27.2 million contract extension. This deal is negotiated by Pinsack Sports, Brian Pinsack, who is um, his agent. It comes comes for an undrafted player who held had a no, no Division I offers out of high school. Um, it's a great little detail there, Woj. But holy smokes, $27.2 million. We don't have the details. Um, but that's, I, I mean, like you're getting him annually under seven. Woo. Everybody stand up real quick. Everybody clap a little bit. If you're sitting at home, just stand up and clap a little bit because that is a ridiculous deal. Um, that's a great deal for Kenrich. Uh, he gets long-term security. The Thunder get long-term security with having this good role player. Here's the deal with Kenny Hustle. Kenny Hustle wants to be in Oklahoma City. And he just put his money where his mouth is. Quite literally. Maybe not literally. Quite figuratively. Put his money um, where his mouth is. That's an awesome deal. Uh, Kenny Williams can play. And when this team is ready to go, you know who's going to be in the rotation? Kenrich Williams. Kenrich Williams will be in the rotation. He's a good player. He wants to be here, obviously. That is a really good deal. It's a great, great deal for the Thunder. Uh, it's a great deal. Um, I mean, if you want to be here, there you go. Um, wow. I'm kind of blown away by that. That's a, it's a lot less than the Dort deal. But listen, they're building a team. Kenrich is, I've said this for a while, it was always like the question of like, who's the Nick Collison of this team? I always kind of thought it would be Kenrich. And, you know, you have some questions about, you know, whether that will be the case. It's, it still could end up being not the case where they trade him at some point. Um, that's not impossible. But I do think they want him here. And to have, I mean, listen, we forget because 
the goals here have been different. The goals here have been geared toward the draft, geared toward the future. But when it comes time for this team to compete and you don't have Kenrich, you're immediately trying to take a pick and turn that pick into Kenrich Williams. And so if you can keep him here for another five years, that's that's a big deal. That's a big, big deal. So congrats to the Thunder and to Sam Presti and his people for completing a deal to keep uh, their guy around. Congrats to to us, frankly, for getting to see Kenrich Williams and his lunch lady hair for a long time. Um, congrats to Kenrich on his new deal. That's great. Um, I gotta go. This is just this is just my life of podcasting. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. Oh boy, I'm so glad that that happened on the podcast. What a pure moment in time. Um, appreciate you guys listening. Appreciate you guys for following along. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.